Blog Talk Radio. We're here, God, because your promise has been fulfilled in us. We're here, God, because when we seek you, we find you. God, when we ask, we receive. When we knock on the door, you answer it. Your word is alive. Your word is alive today. It is truth. It is everything. God, 
Welcome back to another edition of Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog, and I'll be your host this evening. And Sean Holmberg's just taking the time off tonight to spend with his family. Uh, we took some time off last night, too. You know, sometimes you just have to do that. Just take some time to take care of business, you know, just uh, stay in the flow. You know, even God rested on the seventh day. And sometimes we have to realize that for those of you that like to push yourselves really hard, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But realize that even God rested on the seventh day. And that was our example. Sometimes you have to take time to to rest and worship the Lord. So just wanted to welcome you back again. uh, If you need to call in, our call-in number is 619-638-8458. We do have our switchboards down probably until about 10 o'clock. So for the first hour, um, we're going to have just some prayer and some declarations, maybe some teaching, and uh, who knows um, what else. But um, So we'll be doing that until about 10 o'clock. And then, uh, you know, at some point we'll get into some worship to you, maybe a little before 10. And then we'll uh, get back into the Word. So just kind of wanted to give you an idea of what's going on. Um, so we do not have switchboard access probably for about 30, 45 minutes. Um, as we are actually traveling um, through Plano to Dallas tonight. So we're broadcasting out of Texas. And just want to welcome those of you that are listening tonight. If you need to contact us, we're at www.prayerinternational.org. That's our website. We also have an email. Uh, you can leave prayer requests, comments, concerns, whatever, at prayerinternational at gmail.com. And we've got some daily devotionals going up, not every day, but they're there. So, and if you would, we're going to pause for just a minute, then we're going to go into prayer. All right, so praise God. We're going to pray, and then we'll break. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we just want to thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you for your love and your mercy. Father, we just give you praise, Father, for every man, every woman, every person that's listening tonight. And, Father, we ask that you would touch them by the power of your Holy Spirit, Father, that your will and your kingdom would come into their lives, that you'd reveal yourself in a mighty way, that you would show your heart, Lord, to the people. Show your ways to the people. Teach them your ways. Show them your glory, Father. Show them your heart, Lord, and who you are, Jesus. That's why we're doing this. It's because of you, Lord. So, Father, we just give you all the praise, all the glory, all the honor. Lord, we ask that your name would be praised on the show tonight, that you would touch people through your word, through the prayer, through the worship, through even our times of silence, even our times of silence, and Father, as we remember those that are going through tornadoes, floods, and various trials, even here in our own state, even here in our own United States, Father, we just ask, Father, that you would touch the hearts of the individuals and the families that are affected. 
uh, these natural disasters and these different things going on. Father, we pray, Lord God, even for the economy of America, Father, that you would be Jehovah Jireh, the provider, that you would provide for our nation, you'd provide for your people in our nation. And, Father, we just give you praise, we give you glory, we give you honor, Lord. We thank you, Father, for what you're doing. Now, Lord, we just take a moment of silence to remember those that are struggling, those that are going through these different disasters here in our nation as well as other nations. You know, take some time. We're actually going to have a moment of silence. It's not dead air. But I want everybody to take some time to just reflect on what the Lord's done for you, on the Lord's blessings, his mercy, and realize where you're at as opposed to other people in the earth. You've got a lot of things to be thankful about. Maybe you're struggling going through trials right now. Take some time. Be still before the Lord. Allow him to speak to your heart and give you those answers, give you those solutions to those problems that you face. So, Father, tonight we just reflect and take a moment of silence, And we just ask your peace over your people tonight. In Jesus' name.
All right, praise God, we're back. Just taking some time just to remember, taking some time to meditate on the Lord. So apologize if that was too long of a wait. But you know, sometimes it's good. The Bible says, be still and know that I am God. You know, Jesus made this comment. He said, the cares of the world, they choke out the word of God within us. And so if we're constantly meditating on everything going on around us, everything that's whirling around our lives, if we're constantly worrying about everything, you know, that we deal with in the natural, we can never always make room and make time for God. And Jesus said, he who keeps his mind on me continually, I'll keep him in perfect peace. You know, he says, set your mind on things above, which are eternal, not on things of the earth that are temporal. And these temporal things, they pass away. But the word of the Lord, it stands forever. It stands forever. And if you want things in your life to last, if you want things in your life to be solid, be consistent, be eternal, then set your heart and set your mind on things above Set your will towards God's will. And you might say, well, what's God's will? You know, Second Thessalonians 5, verse 17, I believe, says this. It says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks. For this is the will of God for you. In Christ Jesus Now God clearly He's so gracious He's so loving He so doesn't want us To miss anything He said look I know That My people these humans Okay are going to Make My will or their will A priority okay either they're going to be Consumed with their will or they're going to be consumed with my will. That's it. You've got two choices. You either do the will of God or you do just the opposite of the will of God, which is the mother thing. Okay? And in Christian circles, you know, back in the 70s and even recently, I, I was reading some old books, but since the 70s, even to the present, one of the main themes, one of the main struggles, one of the main concerns in Mainline denominational churches, charismatic Pentecostal churches, uh, Protestant and even Catholic churches. One of the main things that people are interested in is the will of God. What is God's plan for my life? What is God's will for my life? What does God want me to do? What is his assignment? What am I called to do? What's my giftings or my talents? People have a concern. People are searching for purpose in the earth. Listen, God clearly gives us three specific foundational principles. Good straight. Good straight. That will keep us straight on course with the things of God. And it's this Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, pray continually. And in everything, give thanks. Now, let's think about this. We're going to break this down tonight. 
because I really just felt led in my spirit to really just meditate, just kind of hover. You ever just feel like you need to hover? Do you ever go through the Word of God or are thinking about different scriptures or different things maybe you heard in church or in a Bible study or on the radio, TV, something you discussed with your spouse or a friend or, or somebody that were the things of God and, and something just clicked, a certain topic, something just kind of clicked and you just wanted to meditate on it. You know, God says this. He, he doesn't say make sure you read your three and a half chapters every day so you get your Bible read in a year. He doesn't say that. He says meditate night and day on the Word. Meditate is the word rumen in Hebrew. The word rumen, rumen, ruminate. Now, a rumen, it's the same, okay, if you don't know, it's the same word like a cow's stomach. Now, if you know about a cow, a cow has two stomachs. They chew their food and they take it into one stomach, then they kind of regurgitate it or ruminate it. And go over it again and again and again and again until it digests the way that it needs to. And unless they continually chew and go through this process, they never extract the benefit out of the food that they're eating. And spiritually speaking, God says, meditate, ruminate, chew, digest, eat, consume my word over and over and over and over till you extract the flavor, till you extract So you extract the benefit of what you're eating. Now, you can read scripture all day long. You can meditate on it, you can or you can memorize it, you can quote it, you can just throw it out there. But if you don't really get it down in your spirit, see the Bible says you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and then you'll be saved. But everything in the kingdom operates the same way. So you believe in your heart first, and from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So you confess what you believe in your heart with your mouth. You confess what you believe in your heart with your mouth, and then it manifests. See, there's life and death in the power of the tongue, and we eat the fruit of it. And there's power in words. See, just because God had it in his heart to create an earth, just because God had it in his heart to create the earth, okay, realize light, nothing ever started until he spoke and said, let there be. And it's interesting that he said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness cut from the same cloth. Okay, an image of something is, when you see something's image, it's almost like an exact replica of that something. It's just the image of it. And see, God wants his image to be in us. When people see us, they need to see Jesus. When people hear our words, they need to hear Jesus. When people see the way that we act and think and respond, they need to see the fruit or the character, the produce of God through our lives. And so the way we start this is we meditate because, see, as 
a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. And this tells me whatever you choose to believe is what you choose to become. You know that? Whatever you choose to believe in your life is what you choose to become. Test me on them. Walk around for a whole week and say this, I'm so tired. Just every day, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. And I guarantee you, that week, you'll be more tired than you've ever been. You might think, well, that's just hearsay. No, that's really how it is. Work around, walk around and say, I'm blessed. Walk around all week long and say, I'm going to prosper. Walk around every day and say, something good's going to happen to me today. Walk around every day and say, I've got so much energy and enthusiasm, motivation, excitement. And you'd be surprised how just those few little confessions, those few little meditations, you start to meditate on what God says about you and what God says about your circumstances. If you start to meditate on what God says about your friends and your family, your finances and your future, guess what? You'll have the product of God. You'll have the blessing of the Lord. You'll have the will of God manifested in your life and in the lives of your friends and family and your finances and your future. All of it. Try it. I guarantee you. Put God to the test. Now, I'm not saying you're going to see results after a couple of days. He might. But see, the Bible says that don't grow weary in well-doing because in due season you will reap if you faint not. That means if you keep on keeping on, if you put your hand in the plow and you go forward and you don't look back, God says, I, my soul, the Lord says this in his word, my soul takes no pleasure in him that draws back. That means God can't even be pleased or find any pleasure in you if you're constantly drawing back, constantly going against the grain of God or the things of God or the will of God. When you go against those things, you'll find yourself like Saul of Tarsus, who we know as Paul. When God came to him, he said, why are you kicking against the goats? It's kind of like, why are you trying to beat this wall down with your fist when you know there's no way the thing's going to move? But you keep on at it. And eventually, you're going to break before the wall does. You realize that. Oh, yeah. Take your fist and hit it into concrete. And now this is an example. I'm Chris, Pastor Chris, whatever you want to call me, is not encouraging anyone to do this. I'm just making you an example. If someone were to take their fist and drive it into concrete repeatedly, unless they were a martial arts expert that knew exactly where to hit that brick or that concrete, more than likely the skin and the bone are going to break before the concrete does. But see, the things of God are like that. See, you're talking about temporal trying to take on the eternal. You're talking about us in our finite state in our imperfect, unfinished state, trying to arm wrestle with a God whose hands are bigger than our whole world. 
how big is the arms of God? And you want to wrestle with him? How perfect is the will of God? And you want to do your own will? How wonderful and blessed are the plans of God that he's formed and fashioned for you since the foundation of the earth, but yet you want to scrap his plans, throw them to the side, and you want to do your own? I guarantee you, just like Jesus visited Paul, who was first called Saul, and when he converted, they changed his name, He said this, why are you kicking against the ghost? Why are you beating your head and your fist against the wall? Okay, why? See, Jesus is that wall. And the plan of God, see, sometimes we want to speak to the mountains in our lives. Sometimes God is that mountain in our lives. Sometimes God uses those mountains in our lives to form us, to shape us, to mold us, to fashion us. Into his image. And so meditate on the word of God. Now listen. That's just the foundation. The word of God has to be our foundation. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? So in your walk, you need to meditate day and night in the word of God so that you know what his will is. The will of God is the word of God. You can never go wrong with the word. Okay, but with that being said, there's three points I want to cover tonight. Number one, rejoice always. Let's think about that for a minute. Rejoice always. Right. Who can do that? The minute I saw that, I just laughed on the inside. I remember as a young Christian. As a young Christian, I would look at that scripture and I would laugh. And I'd think, how in the world am I going to be able to rejoice always? But see, it's a choice. It's a command. It's it's something we do. You know, you don't have to say please and thank you when you ask people or acknowledge people and things. You don't have to say please and thank you. Okay? But it goes a lot further it goes, when you do say please or thank you to somebody, yes ma'am, no ma'am. Maybe that's a southern thing. Okay, but when you treat people with respect, okay, when you carry yourself a certain way, it changes the situation sometimes. It changes the outcome. It changes your circumstance. It will cause favor in people that normally wouldn't, but just because of the way you carried yourself, they'll treat you different. Listen, when somebody sees somebody going through the trials of life and all that person can do is praise God, all they can do is thank God, rejoice in everything, rejoice for the good, the bad, and the ugly, thank God for the good and the bad and the ugly in your life. Listen, brother, listen, sister, when you get to a place in your life where you can rejoice for the good, the bad, and the ugly, You know, you may have a day where you think you're going to be sporting in a new ride and all of a sudden they tell you, sorry, we can't rent to you today. 
You're walking, sucker. You're not getting a rental car. You're going to have to walk. Sorry. Okay. I got a funny story to tell. I'm going to just share this little story. Today, uh, my wife and I, we had to take our car into the dealership to have them look at it. It was having some issues. And so upon arriving to the dealership, we, you know, were given some really good courtesy. It went real well. In fact, we had some good Christian fellowship today at the dealership with our service advisor. And had a wonderful time in the Lord. And he was very helpful. He pulled strength for us, made things happen for us. And it was wonderful. And we were told, hey, we're going to provide you guys with a rental car because we need to keep your car for a few days. Well, you know, we have jobs and things we have to do. And, you know, we're in the process of, you know, transitioning in a few areas of our lives. And so we, you know, it's very important that we have a vehicle and we can get around and take care of things that we need to do. And if you know Dallas or this area, uh, even with the bus system here, it's really hard to, to get around certain places sometimes. Not always, but certain places. So anyways, they tell us, yeah, we're going to give you a rental car, blah, blah, blah. And so we, you know, go over to the rental car place. And uh, after they started processing our paperwork and whatever, they tell us, well, uh, our computer is telling us we can't rent to you guys. We can't rent you a, a rental car from this establishment. Now, I'm not going to name any names. God bless them all. But they tell us, and, you know, we didn't know what was going on. My, my wife calls me. She, I was on the other side of the dealership taking care of some paperwork, and she was at the rental part, and she calls me from that side to the other side. Hey, they're not going to rent us this car. And uh, so immediately we're thinking, great, we're we're either courtesy vanning at home or we're walking. And they're going to have our car for a few days. We don't know what's going to happen. So, you know, I, I told my wife, I said, you know, we're going to just rejoice in the Lord. God's got a plan in this. God's got a reason for this. Something's going to happen. And we don't know why. We're just going to rejoice in the Lord. So we we decided, okay. We decided we were going to rejoice, and so we did. We we went back, kind of told the dealership, you know, what the rental people told us. And they said, well, that's, that's a shame. We don't have any cars on our end. And, and the reason they had to take us to this rental car establishment, the dealership was so busy with services, they actually ran out of their rental cars that they have. So they had to actually courtesy ride us over to a dealership just so we could get a rental. Of course, the the, the the rental car place wouldn't give it to us. So they had the courtesy of us back or whatever. And bottom line is, for a moment, things weren't looking good. For a moment, in the natural, things were looking really hectic, threw a wrench in our day, plans were changing, things were happening. Things were happening. And, sorry, uh, <laughs> so anyways, we just didn't know what to do. And so, you know, on the inside, our flesh had a little disgruntled, you know, a little tendency to get a little stirred up. And we were thinking, man, you know, this isn't good. Lord, this isn't good. And it, honestly, it was a little irritating. It was a little upsetting. But, you know, we, we kind of dug our feet in and we made a decision, hey, 
We're going to trust God in this. And even if we're walking for the weekend, we're going to trust God that something good is going to happen out of this. Well, let me tell you, this is how good our God is. So, they tell us, hey, we're sorry, the rental car place wouldn't rent to you. Uh, we don't have any rental cars in, but we we can take you to your home in a courtesy shuttle. And what we will do, as soon as we get a car in, we will courtesy you back, and we'll give you, you know, the, the best rental we have come in. And we'll pay for it. We'll take care of it. We'll, you know, we'll hook you up. Well, that's exactly what happened. Basically, they shuttled us to our house. We had to wait a few hours. Just, you know, decided to praise the Lord. We kicked on the worship music and started to praise God and said, God, we know you're going to work this out. Somebody's going to bring a rental back in time. Even though they're completely filled up today and had no cars available, we know you're going to do something for us, Lord, because you're not going to leave us stuck. Well, it wasn't but a few hours later we get a call from the dealership. And they had us a nice car picked out. And so we wanted to pick up our car. Now, the irony of this is the car that we ended up with was probably a lot better than the car that we would have got at the other place because they were going for an economy-type situation or whatever. They ended up giving us, like, a, a nice uh, mid-sized car uh, for free. You know, we get to drive it for the weekend until they're done with our vehicle, get to put all of our miles on their car uh, while they take care of ours. And so the bottom line is, why, why am I saying that? We made a decision. Now, don't get me wrong. The flesh rose up, and we wanted to complain, and things were going on inside, you know, and the, we just kind of caught ourselves and said, you know, we're going to just, instead of complaining to the management, we're going to rejoice and just bless them. And even if we have to walk home, even if we have to walk, whatever we have to do, God will take care of it. And so we kept the right attitude. And you know what? Honestly, uh, it, it worked out wonderful. Why am I sharing that? Rejoice always. In everything, rejoice, rejoice. Here, Paul and Silas. Remember, we talked about Saul slash Paul earlier. And when these men... Uh, began to preach in the book of Acts. If you check out the New Testament church, the first uh, few, you know, the first hundred years even of Christianity, and you just look at what the book of Acts records through part of that, you'll see that these men went through persecutions and things, just unreal stuff, shipwrecked, beaten, chastised for their faith, tortured, crucified, imprisoned, you name it. And so here these two guys are thrown in prison, chained up. They have no idea what's waiting them, you know, as far as are we going to be beaten, are we going to be tortured, are they going to kill us, are they going to make us an example to the world here? What's going on? They don't know. They're just All they know is they're in jail because they're Christian. They're chained up because of their faith, and they have no idea what's awaiting them. You know what? Instead of complaining, instead of worrying, instead of fretting, they made a decision to praise God. They began to sing praises in the night. And you know what? The Bible declares that an angel of the Lord came and loosed them. It shook the prison where they were. Their worship, their praise to God was so passionate and so powerful that it shook the 
prison cells. It shook the doors. It shook the chains. It, it, it freed them. And not only did it free them, but their jailer got saved, the jailer. Now, let me tell you something. God allowed them to be imprisoned for his glory's sake. How do I know that? The jailer got saved. The jailer got saved. Now, think about that. Sometimes we look at our bad situations. And we don't realize that the hell that we go through, the suffering that we go through sometimes is someone else's salvation, is someone else's healing, is someone else's encouragement, is someone else's freedom so that they can come into the kingdom because of something that we go through, something that we endure, something that we can testify about, something that we can rejoice and they see us going through hell and see us rejoicing and they go, wow. If I was going through that, I would be pulling my hair out. But this guy's just smiling and praising God. This woman is just rejoicing in the Lord and trying to be a blessing to people, even though they're going through all these things. See, that jailer, he, I'm sure he was watching Paul and Silas. I'm sure for a while he was watching them, trying to figure these guys out. What's up with these guys? I mean, their, their religion is putting them in jail. They believe in this enough to die for it, to be tortured for it. And see, their pain spoke. Their pain healed. They're they're chained up. They're they're being enslaved, so to speak. They're being imprisoned, set others free. What am I saying? Rejoice always. Because you don't realize that on your bad day, on your worst day, it may be somebody's day of salvation. You don't know, hey, you may find yourself stuck in a situation only for the reason that you had to meet somebody so that they, they could speak into your life or you could speak into theirs. So rejoice always. It's just something we don't think about. That's why the Bible says set your mind on things above. Get a kingdom mindset. Get a heavenly perspective on even your worst day. And choose to, hey, God, even though I'm going through this, praise God, Lord, I know you're going to get me through this. You're not going to leave me stuck in it. And that's just it. We go through things. We all go through things. But praise God, we go through it. And we don't have to stay in it. And I'm here to tell you, Christian, brother, sister in the Lord, whoever you are, maybe you're not even a believer yet, but if you'll trust God and you'll commit your life to God and you will seek out the will of God and you'll make a choice to rejoice always, God will see you through. Now, am I saying that you'll have your bad days? You're going to have bad days. But turn them around. Instead of having a negative confession in your mouth, the minute you find yourself saying something negative, saying something discouraging or depressing, stop yourself and begin to encourage yourself in the Lord. Begin to declare the things of God. David said, I will declare and decree what the Lord has said unto me. Bless the Lord, O my soul. He encouraged himself in the Lord. Why? There was times in his life when no one else would lift him up or encourage him. He had to. And there'll be times in your life when even the people closest to you will be 
feel and, and act and treat you like they're so far away, like they don't understand you, like they're not on your side. They're not on God's side for you. And those are the times when you've got to dig yourself in to that place of prayer. You've got to press into God, worship God, seek God, thank God, praise God, get so in touch with God that the life of God becomes a part of you, fills you, works in you and through you. And then by the grace of God, the Holy Spirit pours out of you into others. That's what God's looking for. That's how we overcome is by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. God says, I inhabit the praise of my people. So if you begin to rejoice always, guess who's going to be there in the midst? Jesus. How do I know that? He says, I inhabit the praise of my people. I live where praise is. Where people are praising me, I'm going to stay there. I'm going to live there. I'm going to dwell there. I'm going to abide there. So if you're praising him and rejoicing, he's going to abide with you. So that's number one. Pray continually. Number two, pray continually. That pretty much says it all. Well, when have we prayed enough? Never. How do we know if I'm praying right? Just ask and keep on asking. Seek and keep on thinking. Knock and keep on knocking and the door will be opened. The answer will come. You'll find what you're looking for. God says he's a good father. He gives good gifts to his children. If you ask for a stone, or if you ask for bread, he's not going to give you a stone. If you ask for an egg, he's not going to give you a scorpion. If you ask for the Holy Spirit, you're not going to get a devil. And that's for all you denominational people that think all those tongue talkers are demonic. Guess what? Ask for the Holy Spirit. You're not going to get a devil. It's okay to ask. So, so pray continually. That's number two. And number three... And everything gives thanks. All right, so pray continually. So to take a break there for a minute, let that set in and soak in. You know, pray continually. That says it all. That says it all. We're to pray night and day. We're to pray without ceasing. We're to set ourselves like watchmen on the wall and and not hold our peace.
but to trust the Lord in all things. And then, in everything, give thanks. We talked about that. Well, how do you give thanks for everything? You know, just be thankful. Learn to have an attitude of gratitude. Learn to be a thankful person. Learn to be a thankful person. It'll go a long way. So, so in everything, give thanks. That's number three. Listen, the Bible says in Psalm 100, verse 3, it says this. Enter his gates with thanksgiving in your heart and enter his courts with praise. And that's just it. You know, we enter his gates. The only way we get in is through thanksgiving. The only way you're going to get in is with thanksgiving. You enter his gates with thanksgiving. So that's just it. If you want to get into the gates of God, if you want to get into the place where he is, If you want to get into the place where he is, you have to be a thankful person. You have to have an attitude of gratitude. And that's just to have an attitude of gratitude. That's what we want. So, praise God. Praise the Lord. Listen, if you're just tuning in, this is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog. Just, I'm just sharing my heart tonight. Actually, I had no script, no text, no anything to work with. Honestly, we've been driving in the car for the last 45 minutes. Just got back to the house, and I got my switchboard up, and we're going to be able to break uh, and actually go into some music. Sorry, I honestly, I didn't even have a Bible or any notes or anything to work with, so I was just asking God, please breathe on this tonight. And so that's it. One, rejoice always. Two, pray continually. Three, in everything give thanks. And this is First Thessalonians 5, verse 16 through 18. Check it out. It'll change your life. It'll change your life. So just begin to allow that to work in your life. So praise the Lord. So if you need to call in, 619-638-8458. And we're going to go ahead and break for some worship, and then we'll be back.
hear the voice. It's the voice of the one I love. He's calling my name. I hear you calling me, Jesus. I hear the voice. The voice of the one I love. He's calling my name. Can you hear him calling you?
where can I turn, oh Lord? He's got the words of life. So I'm running to your arms. I'm running after you, Jesus. I'm leaving everything behind, Lord. Everything that hinders me behind, Lord, I press on. I press on. I press on. To know you, Jesus. My prize and my joy. My joy and my song. Jesus. Yeah. Let's give the Lord praise tonight. We're running after you, Lord. We're running after you, Lord. We're running after you. Our joy, my song, my delight, my strength, and my hope. My everything, I give you praise, Jesus. I give you praise, Lord.
Praise God, we're fast. And welcome back to another edition of Prayer International Radio. Hey, we're just lifting up the name of Jesus, praising our God. You know, his healing reign it is falling down. And if you are open and yielded and sensitive to the Spirit of God that is moving throughout the earth, listen, the Bible says the Spirit of God moves to and fro throughout the earth. He's looking for hearts that are fully his. If you will open up your heart, if you will open up your lives and allow the Holy Spirit to come in by the Spirit of Christ, and we're not talking about some New Age spirit, some mystical thing, we're talking about Jesus Christ. His Holy Spirit is running to and fro throughout the earth. This is what the Word of God declares. And if you'll open up your heart, listen, if you have an ear to hear, hear what the Spirit of God is saying tonight. This healing rain is pouring now. Reach out. If you need a healing in your life, if you need a touch from the Spirit of God, listen, you cannot get this from a man. Reach out to Jesus. Cry out to Jesus. Open up your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ and ask him to come in. Ask him. Give him your heart. Give him your life. Give him your soul. What does it profit you if you gain the whole world, you gain everybody's friendship and favor. What, what does it profit you if you're not right with the one who really matters? Because on that day, you'll stand before him and he's going to ask you, what did you do with your life? Who am I? Who do you say that I am? Who am I in your life? And you need to know and today, his Holy Spirit is saying, who is he? We're going to reach out, reach into the word of God tonight. And ask the Holy Spirit to teach us. We're going to go into Romans chapter 1. Listen, open up your heart tonight. Just simply say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. You know, the Bible says, if you confess me before men, I'll confess you before my Father in heaven. It says, if you will forgive men their sins, and the trespasses when they sinned against you, then I will forgive you. So tonight, just ask the Lord, Father, forgive me of my sins. And help me to forgive those that have trespassed against me. That's all I ask Him. Ask Jesus Christ into your heart. Ask the Spirit of Christ to come in and lead you and guide you. Not your will, not your plans being done. The will of God, the kingdom of God, be done, come into your life. Just say, Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. I praise your name. It's okay, just, just praise his name. Ask him, come into my heart, Lord. Your will be done in my life. Your kingdom come into my life. Just as it is in heaven, let it be done in my life. Let it be done in the earth. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Now listen, all you have to do is open up your heart. There's no special formula. There's no special prayer. Listen, part of that prayer was the prayer that the Lord Jesus told us to pray in his word. You can go to Matthew 6, 6. See, the Lord's Prayer. But listen, we want to get into Romans 1 tonight. Let's talk about his goodness. talk about his grace. So if you open up your Bible or however you get it, maybe you get the Blue Letter Bible, check out Blue Letter Bible. It's a great study tool for online Bible study. They've got tons of things to look at. So Romans is after the book of Acts in the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans. It says Paul. So this was written by Paul while he was under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Paul a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God, which he had promised afore by his prophets in the Holy Scripture, concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh. See, he's declaring Jesus Christ, first of all. And he's giving validity to the true fact that Jesus Christ truly was who he says he was. Paul was a servant of Jesus Christ. Are you? Am I? We have to check ourselves in our hearts and make sure what we do is to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 4, And he declared to be the Son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. Do you see that walking in power, even for Jesus, was associated with the spirit of holiness. Do you understand that? If you want the power of God to operate in your life, yes, it comes by grace through faith. But listen, there's something that's co-related to living holy and separated and set apart unto God. Holy isn't necessarily do's and don'ts. Holy is wholehearted unto God, sanctified, consecrated unto the Lord, separated unto God. Now, along with that, there may be things God asks of you. There may be things God says to lay down. There may be things God says to do. But being holy means you're set apart, consecrated unto God. And what you do, you want it to be pleasing unto God. That's holy. And when Jesus walked, he not only came, he wasn't a hypocrite like all the other gods. See, all the other gods want you to worship them, but they don't want to do anything for you. All the other idols, God's little G, by the way, because there's only one God, big G. And his name is Jehovah, God. Yahweh, Yeshua. If you want to call him God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, look, he's all in one, one God. 
That's why when he was in heaven, he said, let us make man in our own image. Why would God say, let us make man in our own image, unless he was talking to Jesus and the Holy Spirit? He says, all things are created by him, by Jesus, for him, for his good pleasure were they created. Now, I'm not reading Romans right now. I'm just quoting the word of God. But everything that was created was by him, for his good pleasure. And the Holy Spirit was the one who created it in the earth. He's the one that came and, and manufactured it, produced it, as Jesus orated it, as the Father declared it. Listen. Everything in the earth was made to be sanctified and consecrated unto God. Not everything is. So Paul is saying, look, Jesus, not only was he a God who told us to worship him, but he said, look, I'm going to come down there myself and be an example. I'm going to come down there as a man and show you how to live in this earth. And if you can live like I lived in this earth, you can do the same things and even greater things. Now, that's not to say we worship ourselves or we have other people worship us. No, we don't. We only give our worship unto God. He alone is worthy. And the only way you're getting into heaven is by the blood of Jesus that was sacrificed and, and shed for you. But God says he formed and fashioned us for good works before the foundation of the earth. He created us for good works. He said, these sons of all those that believe in my name, they will cast out devils, lay hands on the sick, speak with new tongues, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, open bond eyes, heal the sick. And maybe you think that's far out, far-fetched or crazy. Well, start to study. Do studies online. Do studies and check out all the testimonies out there of people who have had an encounter with God or an encounter with people of God or an encounter with the Holy Spirit where they were healed or their lives were changed or transformed. Something happened. And I don't think all those people are crazy. Now, I know there's some crazy people out there that do things that are crazy in the name of God. And we just pray for all of those in the name of Jesus, that they be sanctified and whole in their minds. Become consecrated unto the real, true Jesus and not religion and not man's philosophy and ideologies. But that they be consecrated and wholehearted to the one true God and his true word. And that they come into his kingdom through the blood of Jesus. And unless they are led by the Spirit of God in the earth, they're not children of God. So it's very important that we receive Christ, receive His Spirit, receive His Word, and then do something with it and about it. So verse 6. Verse 5, I'll back up, sorry. By whom we have received grace. Still talking about Jesus. By Jesus, we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name. What does this mean? This means 
These guys receive grace from God. And he's writing this to New Testament believers. He knew, he understood everything he got was because of the grace of God. He knew his apostleship came by the grace of God. But look, he he put this in here, for obedience to the faith among all the nations for his name. There's something about being obedient. There's two things he, he brought up, holiness and obedience. The Bible says without holiness, none will see God. And unless you be willing and obedient, you shall not eat the good of the land, which means in this life, you have to be willing. Father, not my will, but your will be done, willing and obedient. If you be obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. God says, I require obedience, not sacrifice. Second Samuel. I desire obedience, not sacrifice. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit and a contrite heart. God wants your heart before he wants your words and your your songs. Because if he's got your heart, the words and the songs will come out. But you can make up all the words and songs you want and still see. That's why he says, they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Who's got your heart? Who's got your heart? Does Jesus, does God, are you open to the Holy Spirit leading and guiding you from day to day? All right, so verse 7. Let's go back. Verse 6, sorry. Among whom you also are the called of Jesus Christ. What he's saying is, look, all these things that he's experiencing, he's saying, look, you're called to. And if you're in Christ tonight, if you're a son or daughter of the Most High God, there's things that are your right, your inheritance. Listen, it all comes with a cost. It all comes with a price. See, we're not preaching cheap grace. We're not preaching cheap anything. See, salvation costs something. It costs God the death of his son. It costs Jesus. You don't even know the excruciating, unbearable things that Christ went through so that you and all your sin, and all your ways, and all your, could be turned into a different man, and turned into a different woman, by allowing the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ, to come in and transform your life. He's knocking on your heart's door. He's knocking on your heart's door. Maybe it's not just salvation. Maybe he's knocking on your heart's door about obedience, about humility, laying down your pride, laying down your lust, laying down your selfish ways, whatever it is in your life that you don't know, that you haven't laid down on the altar, you haven't consecrated unto God. 
The word of God says it's the little foxes that spoil the grapes. They come in and smash the grapes off the vine. See, God wants you to enjoy. If you remember when Joshua and Caleb went into the promised land and they saw the giants, but they had their eyes on the grapes, they weren't worried about the enemy, the size of their enemy. They were looking at the size of the reward. They were looking at the blessing. Look at the size of those grapes. The others were running in fear because of the size of their enemy. But let me tell you something. Just like David and his stones took out Goliath and possibly his brothers too, I believe. You have weapons, that God's given you weapons of warfare, weapons of prayer, weapons of praise. And if you'll start to honor God in obedience and in holiness, you'll see God manifest himself in your life. See his hearts looking for your heart. His soul, his heart is seeking out treasure, is seeking out you, seeking out me. Be open to the Holy Spirit. See, the Bible says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, nor has it entered into the hearts of men the things that God has prepared for those that love him. If you'll just hook up with God, if you'll just link up with God, if you'll just become connected with the Spirit of God and allow God to lead and guide your life according to His path. See, He's carved out a path. See, there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end of it is death, Proverbs says. But God has carved out a path of righteousness where mercy and goodness will follow you. It doesn't mean that you won't go through things. Like I said before, you'll you'll go through them and you won't get stuck in them because you've got a God that says, hey, though you have your feet in miry clay, I'll, I'll set your feet upon a rock and establish your going. And I'll put a song in your heart. You can sing a new song just like Psalm 40 says. Set your feet upon a rock. Draw you up out of the miry pit. Do you ever feel like you're just in a pit of life? Just a toilet sometimes because of all the garbage and stuff that you're dealing with. Well, just let the living water of the Spirit of God. Let the living water of the Spirit of God. Jesus said, I've got living water. You can drink this water, you'll never thirst again. You'll be so refreshed, it'll quench your thirst. You'll be clean through the word that I've spoken to you. Wash yourself through the water of the word. That's what we're talking about, allowing the word of God. You live by every word that proceeds out of his mouth and then walking in obedience, not being a hearer of the word, but a doer. We all need this lesson, myself included. Not just a hearer. 
an endure, but you listen, you have to at least open your ears and hear. And if you're not hearing, then then right now I just command your ears to be open and you to have a hearing ear. That all the distractions and the things that are choking out the word of God within you be removed right now in Jesus' name. And that you be open to hear the things of God. God wants to speak to you the most amazing things, the secrets of his heart. That's right. See, he hasn't just reserved it for just a a couple. He reserves it for all that are thirsty, all who will come come to the fountains and drink, and your soul will delight. And the riches are there if you just come to the waters and drink. Psalm 55. I'm sorry, Isaiah 55. Check it out. Isaiah 55. I'm just kind of a Psalms guy, so it's always stuck in my head. So listen. We're going to finish up on Romans sometime, but we're out of time, so it won't be tonight. But we're praying for you. I'm praying for you. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray you would just burn your word in the hearts of your people. Let your love just overshadow their lives. Let your mercy and goodness follow them all the days. They may dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Father, I praise you and thank you for those that opening up their hearts to Jesus and receiving you as Savior. Father, those that are yielding their bodies as a living sacrifice and receiving you as a healer. Right now, I pray healing over those that need a touch in their bodies. I pray, Holy Spirit, you would just let the healing waters of your Spirit flow over their lives. The blood of Christ would set them free. Father, your blood is speaking for them right now for salvation, for healing, Freedom. Freedom. Right now I just speak freedom. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And we just pray for truth so that your people can worship you in spirit and in truth, Father, just like your word says. Those are the worshipers you're seeking. We ask this in Jesus' holy name. Listen, tonight, if you prayed with us, praise God. And if you're listening to this archive, keep praying. Keep seeking God. Keep pressing in. Study the Word. Eat the Word. Meditate on it night and day. Just like that cow chewing. Meditate on it. Let it become the fibers that that make up who you are. Be blessed in Jesus' name. This is Prayer International. We'll be back tomorrow night. My name is Chris Herzog. Hey, just follow Jesus and you can't go wrong. Have a blessed night. Amen.